In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello and welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is in cooperation with Cinda Virtual, which brings together thought leaders and great businesses and great business stories from all over the world. Now, you can learn more about Cinda on www.cinda.org. But we don't only bring together thought leaders and businesses from all over the world. We also have listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be listening from today. And if you're new to this series, let me tell you what this series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence, digital transitions, and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance and also other issues such as business values and ethics. And all these issues may impact your organization or your individual career. So please listen to us live. We are on every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you miss us live, don't worry, because we're also on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and we're on almost any major podcast platform. And I invite you to connect with me. Please send me your thoughts and insights to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com or connect with me on my website on leadershipbeyondborders.net. And let me know what you want to hear about on this show. I'd love to get an email on suggestions for topics. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be in one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will make sure you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to what we're going to talk about today. This is actually part two of a series that we started last week. And the first part of the series we did last week was on innovation and entrepreneurship. And we talked about innovation and its relationship to entrepreneurism. And today we're going to move that subject a little bit further and we're going to talk about the entrepreneurial mindset and the journey. And to do that today, we once again have with us Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they're the co-authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. And this is a book fresh off the press, and it's on available on Amazon, Kindle, and in ebook format. So let me tell you a little bit more about Jonathan and Susanna. Jonathan Littman's not only the co-author of this new book, but he's also the co-author of a lot of best-selling books done with IDEO. And have so these books have sold over five seven hundred and fifty thousand copies worldwide, and have been published in twenty languages. Jonathan leads seminars and delivers keynotes on entrepreneurship, startups, and innovation in the U.S., Europe, and China. He is an expert in innovation tech ecosystems, startup culture, and entrepreneurism. He's also an adjunct professor at the University of San Francisco. And Jonathan also leads innovation and design thinking immerse labs for executives and MBA candidates from 15 countries uh, from all over the world. Jonathan is a creator, is the creator of SmartUp.life, an online innovation hub that publishes case studies about entrepreneurship and innovation. Susanna Camp is an editor and a journalist, specializing in emerging technologies and business trends. She is the editor-in-chief of a startup Dot life. She's also an educator and instructional designer studying 
Learning Design and Technology at Harvard. She's also a super connector in the tech ecosystem in San Francisco. Susanna was an early team leader at Wired Magazine, where she led the creation of one of the first online communities and has also worked on the staff of Macworld, PC World, and other online magazines. Uh, Both Susanna and Jonathan are entrepreneurs in residence at School Lab, which is an international incubator and consultancy where they lead workshops, webinars, and executive courses on innovation and entrepreneurial mindset. So welcome back. Thank you. Hello. Nice to be here. Hey. Great. Yeah, this has been this has been a, the first series was really fun and I'm really looking forward to today. So before we just go on to today, um, can you help our listeners just in in a couple words, you know, uh, what we talked about last week on innovation and entrepreneurism? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, I was lucky to collaborate with IDEO, this amazing uh, firm in innovation and design thinking. And, and we talked a lot last week about how there's been this shift from innovation being about physical products to actually also software to services and now really more thinking of a new product or software as an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and it's been a, a major shift um, in the last you know, 10, 15 years. We also talked about the difference between being creative and being innovative. Um, and it's good to be creative, but it doesn't necessarily guarantee you will come up with an innovation. Yeah. And that, was actually, that was actually my favorite part of last week. All right? Yeah. So I think let's not let the rest of the cat out of the bag here because I want people to listen to last week and just week just give you a kind of a yeah. banana there and uh, let's let's talk about your book because now we want to talk about entrepreneurism and you have this new book out the entrepreneurs faces so can you tell us um, you know why did you write this book. What's yeah. it about? Well, we, uh, Susanna and I were both working in San Francisco. We were leading innovation labs. We were, we were teaching innovation at uh, a university. And we saw this shift actually from a focus on innovation to actually a focus on entrepreneurship. And, and it really happened pretty dramatically in, in late 11, in 2012, 13, and the center of tech and innovation just moved from Silicon Valley, which is more of a suburban area, to this vital city we all know of San Francisco. And it became all about startups and this realization that just a couple of founders or a small team of five could break through and disrupt entire industries. And, of course, we know the stories of Twitter, Airbnb, Uber, but there are dozens more, um, you know, companies like uh, Slack and Docker. Yeah, also, I have, a, I have a pretty big extended community of techies, and several years ago, I began to follow them on the event circuit in San Francisco. I could easily have gone to two events a night, multiple times a week. Uh, there were a lot of pitch nights and entrepreneurs from Europe and around the world you would, you would hear it on the street. Everybody was talking about their startups. Entrepreneurship was in the air. But we saw something missing. You know, everything was based on product-centric models. You know, this, this very well-known lean startup model, the business model mm-hmm. canvas. And the VCs, well, they'd say they'd invest in the team and the people, but there wasn't a lot of clarity about what that really meant. So several years ago, we started interviewing entrepreneurs and innovators for SmartUp.life, and we started to see patterns. In late 2017, we made the first of multiple trips to Europe, 14 countries in all, and we began to see that there were distinct types of entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So what? I, so this is what your whole book is on basis, these types of entrepreneurs. So um, how did you come up with these types? I mean, how did you kind of name them? <laughs> Uh, research, uh, interviewing. It took a couple of years to come up with the core 10 faces. I mean, we've written probably 200 stories for SmartUp on this subject before. And each of the 10 faces is based on an entrepreneurial journey of a real, authentic uh, 
entrepreneur, um, not the mega superstars. And we think they're actually a little more representative and they cover the most essential types. We also found that in certain countries and cities, you will find more of certain archetypes than others. We also really believe now that the pandemic has made it even more essential to discover and master your type. Mm-hmm. So can you get can you give us the listeners an example of, of you know, you have 10 types. Can you give an example of a couple of those types? Yeah, we'd like to let's review several to give you a sense. Okay. Um, we think you usually identify with at least one type and you may aspire to grow or learn from another type. Um, a, a great type we love is the outsider and the outsider comes with sort of a beginner's mind. And they have a fresh eyes approach to an industry or product. That's the story of Airbnb, the story of Uber, the story of Amazon. A totally different type is the athlete. Now, that's really more my type. That's sort of the quintessential self-starter. You love big challenges. You learn from movement and unpredictability. And you're great at pivoting. It's the story of Nick Woodman, who's the founder of GoPro. Now, he wanted to take great pictures of himself while surfing, and he had to get up on the waves and figure this out himself. Now, the established camera makers, they couldn't be bothered. They weren't interested. Yeah, and then there's the conductor. The conductor connects all parts in the network. These are the platform builders out there, uh, such as Mark Benioff, the founder of Salesforce. And in our book, we tell the story of San Francisco's food truck king. So it's not all about tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the my type, back to tech, is the maker. I'm always tinkering with some app or technology, building something or tweaking something I've already built or re- looking into building something else. <laughs> uh, so uh, James Dyson is a great example of a classic maker. He prototyped his first vacuum cleaner how many times, John? 5,127 times. And I always say, even if he exaggerates, it was many, many times. So, so this is, this is really fascinating. And, but if I'm a, I'm a listener and we got a lot of listeners out there, how do I know what kind of type I am? Okay. Is there, you know, can I read your book and find that out? Or is there a test to take? How do I know? Yeah, well, let's first start with you. Uh, We've talked to you a few times now, and we get a strong sense that you have a conductor focus. This is sort of the platform networking builder. Uh, You also probably have strong elements of this other type we haven't talked about yet, which is the collaborator. Um, It's so essential today with everything going digital and remote. So to answer this question. Yeah. So we've also developed a diagnostic quiz and people, listeners can find it at the entrepreneursfaces.com under the courses page. This is a great way to get an initial sense of your type. Uh, Just fill out that form and see what it gives you. And when we, when we work with companies and teams, we go through a pretty rigorous process to help people find their faces. And yes, you can be more than one type. Mm-hmm. Okay. And th- this is just fascinating. And I want to, we're going to take a short break and we'll come back. Uh, I think we'd like to learn a little bit more about these types and, you know, are certain types better than other types and how, how do you work with these types in the teams? Okay. Um, so we'll talk about that when we get back. And for now, we're going to take a, a short break. And for our listeners, we are talking to Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they're the co-op authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. Now, this is a great book available on Amazon. And uh, also, if you go to their website under theentrepreneursfaces.com, it's, you can take the test, just as they just said, and you can learn more about them in the book. And you can also go to smartup.life to learn more about what they're doing in entrepreneurship. And Susanna is on on LinkedIn, and Jonathan is also on LinkedIn. And so please go to their websites, go on, have some fun, take the test, and we're going to take a short break. And with that, we'll be right back. 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Have you ever been interested in technology or the application? Technology is always changing, and there is definitely a place for you in it. Listen for Coding the Future with Dr. Sharon Jones. Sharon and her guests teach you the skill set and present resources that help you incorporate and enhance technological know-how in your current career, as well as prepare you for future success. Listen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Business Channel. It is possible to have the career you want. Those who know how to manage their careers advance more quickly and have more opportunities. Listen for Career Central with host Lorraine Beeman to discover how to be successful in your current job or move into a new one. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Small businesses are in trouble, and it didn't just start with COVID-19. From the recession several years ago to the revolution of e-commerce giants more recently, small businesses are getting hit hard and need to come back. Tune in to Business Buzz and Business Watch. It's two shows in one, hosted by Frank Hellring. We'll help your small business bounce back with best practices, guest experts, and resources that you can use to strengthen your small business. Listen Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific and 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are talking with Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they are the co-authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. And this is a book uh, hot off the press. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and in ebook. And Jonathan is also the author of 10 other books, uh, and he's done some of these books with IDEO, including The Art of Innovation and The Ten Faces of Innovation. And Susanna Camp is an editor and journalist specializing in emerging technologies and business trends. Now, um, this is really fascinating. Before before the break, uh, we were talking about these these different types, okay? and you gave, gave some examples and... Um, kind of took a little guess on my type and let's, you know, are there certain types that are better than others? That would be the first question that pops in my mind. Yeah. Well, we think of them in a holistic sense and we think, especially today in this, in this world now that there's tremendous empowerment in discovering who you are and what you're passionate about. And it gives you, you know, the direction and focus that you need. There are three meta types that we can explore. We call them the pioneers, navigators, and performers. So pioneers are the idea people. They are great at coming up with original ideas. These are the outsiders, accidentals, and visionaries. There are lots of famous outsiders in the smart in the startup world. Uh, Jobs was a legendary visionary. And Arthur Fry, the creator of the Post-It, was an accidental. Then we have navigators. Okay, now these are the people who shape the ideas. They set the course. They steer the ship. And they come in three types. Guardians, um, leaders, and conductors. Yeah, we'll give some examples of them later. But we also have the performers, the men and women who kind of make it happen in the company or startup. We already talked about makers and athletes, but we also have evangelists and collaborators. Evangelists create the frame, the context, and the story. So if you know Guy Kawasaki, he was the original Apple evangelist. He's now at Canva. Uh, and then for collaborators, uh, you can think of Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard, or more currently, uh, Larry Page and Sergey Brin of Google. 
Mm-hmm. Well, th- th- this is fascinating. When I, so when I'm thinking about all these different types, okay, um, and I'm thinking about what we talked about last week on entrepreneurship and innovation, and assuming everybody's innovative, um, what happens? I mean, can you give us a sense of how two different types might bring a unique approach and embrace innovation together? Yeah, we think a lot of companies, teams, and individuals would benefit by being more open to this outsider type, this this mindset. Now, this is the person who brings what we call the beginner's mind. Uh, he or she is sort of beautifully ignorant of the legacy way, of the way things are done typically with this product or service. So, famous outsider uh, you may have heard of, uh, Tony Shea. He's the guy who started Zappos, all about shoes. He knew nothing about shoes, certainly about women's shoes. And he approached it much like Bezos did, who knew nothing about books at Amazon, also an outsider. In our book, we tell the story of this student, a law student at Stanford, Daniel Lewis, he was just, you know, in his mid-20s, knew nothing about the tools to research legal cases. And he didn't know anything about programming or coding, zero about startups. But he brought this outsider mindset. And he had this gut sense these tools for lawyers could become visual and graphic. He made a ton of mistakes, but he got all the big things right, and he created the first truly visual model to research law cases and judges, and his company was purchased by the giant Lexus Nexus. Mm. Yeah, and then there's the accidental. This is the person who gets crazily passionate about an idea or a hobby. They, they don't start out with a plan to build a company. They only find out later that there's a market fit. So Craig Newmark of Craigslist is a great example of the accidental. He worked at IBM and then he was working at Schwab. And just as a hobby, because he was lonely in his apartment in San Francisco, he created a mailing list of events. And then he started a job category and then he started an apartment, an apartment category And again, he was just working on his own, but he he got so big, he had to leave his job and hire employees. And then now Craigslist gets 20 billion page views a month, all from a former hobby. Yeah, we we profile Mike Muntel, this brilliant Estonian physicist. This guy was living in Switzerland and working at CERN, and he felt terrible that he couldn't speak French. So what did he do at midnight? He borrowed the supercomputers at CERN. And this hobby was creating an AI program to learn French. In a few weeks, he passes the French high school exam. And he sort of accidentally creates Lingvis, this amazing AI-based language learning program. It's great for learning German, French, Spanish. I'm now learning it to improve my Portuguese. Wow. Yeah, I mean, these are these are great examples. And I, I really, it, it's really helping us understand through the examples on how these different types work. And I think, you know, we've talked about individuals. And my next question to you is last week in our show, we talked about that when we talk about entrepreneurs, it's not always an individual. It's not always the lone wolf. So what happens when when you have a collective effort and you have different types within teams? Well, this new way of entrepreneurial doing, really, is at some level all about collaboration. And the advantage of, of learning your type is you become more aware and you develop a more holistic approach to actually build your team. Now, as we've discussed, you probably can sense that some of these types are just essential in a team. The maker prototyping type, right? The Mm -hmm. athlete is sort of the can-do, get-stuff-done type. But depending on the thrust of your company, when it comes to what we call the navigators, you may have some big choices. Do you want a conductor? Would you rather um, a guardian or perhaps a leader? And we feel that diversity is huge. You know, if you have three leaders, they're going to step on each other's toes. And makers are great, but you need an evangelist to start building the story 
of this new product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that makes sense. And do you have an example of maybe um, a, a, an example of entrepreneurial partner with different types from a company? Yeah. Yes, Kimberly, I have a great example. Uh, Phil Knight, the co-founder of Nike, was a runner at the University of Oregon under the famous coach Bill Bowerman, who later coached the U.S. Olympic team. Um, coach Bowerman was a maker. He would he came up with a waffle sole by putting melted plastic in his waffle iron. Uh, he would test new shoe designs on on all of his runners. And Phil Knight was one of those runners, and he was a visionary. He came up with a new kind of running shoe that was was not just about the shoe and the quality of that shoe, but about the culture around it. So they founded the company together, but they could not have done it without a third guy, Nike's first employee, Jeff Johnson. Johnson was an evangelist. He was a fanatic about running, and he was the sales guy who went out and distributed shoes at track meets all over the U.S., and then he built the first Nike store. So these three guys were all different types, but they really complemented each other and had a strong team. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's a great example of, of diversity in a team, and that would be my next question, because we all know, and especially in, in larger legacy companies, um, People have a tendency to put people in teams that are similar to themselves. Okay, leaders sometimes have the tendency to hire other leaders that are similar to themselves. How how important it is diversity within a team when when you're talking about entrepreneurship? Well, great teams first off they start naturally. You know, it's usually mm-hmm. co-founders. Um, and you have these two people. But after these first steps on this journey, we call these phases like the awakening and shift of a journey, you have choices. And we think awareness of the other types allows you to think about that and to change it depending on the industry and the kind of company you want to build. Mm-hmm. And do you, do you think there are certain styles that are better for certain industries? Well, that's interesting. We think the types are distributed across teams in every industry. You see, you tend to see a lot of makers in the tech industry. So these are the engineers, maybe whole departments of them working tirelessly to perfect their product, but they might not also be storytellers. And that's where the evangelist or the marketing person, the marketing team comes in. You need to be able to reach the customer if you're going to sell the product. Then there are the collaborators who know just the right person for a job or at what stage of the product development. And if you're lucky, you get an outsider on your team who brings that diverse perspective to the to the effort. So different archetypes direct their energy and focus in different ways. And ideally, you have a on your team you have a cross section of different different types. Mm-hmm. And and to take it back to the individual, so you know, if I were um, a collaborator, uh, let's look at it from my perspective, from the person perspective. Would I be more? Would I have a tendency to to gravitate to a certain industry more than another? Um, definitely. Um, you know, for instance, um, let's say let's look at so. Guardians, for instance, a guardian type. Um, this is often social innovation. It's often dealing with inequities. Um, maker types, th- these tend to be very product-centric, where there's just lots of iterations, right? Um, if we have something more like, let's say, the evangelist, they may look at this as a longer narrative and are really wanting to build out this experience Um and, and look at it from a sort of journey perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that, uh, that's interesting because it's kind of interesting to look at it from both, both, both aspects, from the person and from the industry. Um, I want to move on a little bit into to your book because we're talking about this journey and we're talking about what I may be attracted or what industries may attract. And in your, in your book, you, you, you talk about the roadmap. Um, can you give us a quick overview of what that is? Um, and then we're going to talk about that a little bit more in depth after the break. Sure. So you start with 
understanding who you are. You know, you can take our quiz or a little test. And let's say you find out you're an outsider, maybe with a bit of a maker's prototyping bent. Now, that's great. But the next step is to see your growth as a journey. Now, we were inspired by Joseph Campbell, lots of other great thinkers. And in the world of being entrepreneurial, which we all can be, and of maybe creating great new products or leading new projects, we see seven stages in what we call the arc of entrepreneurship. So the first stage is the awakening, followed by the shift and the place. Followed by the launch, the money, the test, and the scale. Okay. And so so just to come back to the beginning, okay, and uh, before we move on to learning a little bit about these different um, segments, the beginning really starts with with me, understanding who I am. And, and that's what you would say that as an entrepreneur would take their first step. Take their first step in, in recognition that, you know, it's seven stages. So there's mm-hmm. sort of a um, realization that let's say you have an awakening, you want to create a new product in, in a certain area. That's a wonderful awakening, but there are six more stages on the journey. Um, mm-hmm. And you, and the shift is actually you take the first tangible steps. A tangible step might be realizing I need a co-founder, right? It might be realizing I need to do a very early prototype. Um, so, so we think of it as sort of in a 3D fashion. It's not mm-hmm. just who you are, but but where you are in this journey, and then who can complement you during these sort of little battles of creating a new product or service. Okay, good. Well, we're going to, that, that's really, that, that, you know, starting with that, let's, uh, we're going to take a short break and let's talk a little bit more about that and talk about that roadmap and try to understand um, what that looks like when we get back from the break. And for our listeners, we're talking to Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they are the co-authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed, and the book's fresh off the press, available on Amazon, Kindle, and in ebook format. And Jonathan is also the author of 10 books. His best-selling books are done with IDEO, and a couple of them are The Art of Innovation and The Ten Faces of Innovation. And these books have sold over 750,000 copies worldwide and have been published in 20 languages. And Susanna Camp is, the edit- is an editor and journalist specializing in emerging technology and business trends. And she is the editor-in-chief of Startup. Dot life. Now, if you'd like to reach out to them, please go to www.theentrepreneursfaces.com and you can learn more about their book and you can also learn more about yourself if you take the test on their website. And their other website is www.smartup.life. And you can also find Susanna and Jonathan on LinkedIn. There's Susanna Camp and Jonathan Littman, and that is L-I-T-T-M-A-N. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. Cinda holds uh, conferences throughout Europe, but also has Cinda Virtual online under www.cinda.org. And you can listen to podcasts, webinars, and training seminars under www.cinda.org. And with that, we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. 
If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to financial planning, most of us would probably rather have a root canal. Math, budgets, keeping ourselves and our loved ones secure after retirement, planning for retirement, risk, reward, and the like. How do you find the answers you need? Tune into Fiscal Fitness with John Grace and co-host Daniel Medina. They'll help you feel more secure in your investments and your future. Listen every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. In business, many leaders have a great vision but find their companies are lacking adequate execution. Transformative Experts with host Chris Elias takes you behind the scenes with real-life business leaders and transformative experts who can pinpoint why. Listen to learn how company culture drives execution to optimize results. How can you afford to miss it? Tune in live every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And today we are talking about entrepreneurship and we're talking about the, the faces of entrepreneurs and the types of entrepreneurs. And we're talking with Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they are the co-authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. And it's a new book that's available on Amazon and Kindle in an ebook format. And uh, Jonathan is also an author of other books with IDEO, The Art of Innovation and the Ten Faces of Innovation. And Susanna Camp is an editor and journalist specializing in emerging technologies and business trends. So we've been talking about types and uh, tips, okay? Um, and so let you just we just started to talk about the journey these types take. I'm going to talk about the roadmap. Now when you overlay these these types, um, is it fair to say or can't you say that maybe certain types might have um, you know, more challenges in certain aspects of the roadmap and some might be easier in other aspects. How do you see that? Yes, definitely. You can say that certain stages require certain types. The early stages, awakening, shift in place, are all about building that energy and momentum. So athletes are great here. Outsiders are great here evangelists too, they will start building the story even before you have a product. So, I mean, if I were, uh, that, that's where they're really, really good. Is, is there any stages that there might be challenged, okay, where, you know, a, a collaborator might be challenged in a certain stage because of, of, of the way they approach things? Well, yes, um, this sort of gets to something I think we'll talk about. And there's a real difference between startups and corporations. And, uh, for instance, leaders or conductors um, are amazingly important. These are navigator types. But if you're right at the awakening and right at this early shift, if you don't have some of these types we were just talking about, the, the, the athletes, really, the outsiders, the evangelists, you're, you're almost planning or leading before you've gotten the initial mm. thrust and momentum. Okay, that, that makes sense. So what are the biggest challenges, for, for example, corporations or startups in these stages? Yeah, let's start with the, the companies. I think companies tend to skip or gloss over these critical first three or four phases. Why? Because they have millions of dollars. So they think, why don't we just go to the money? Why don't we just go to the launch? They they miss this awakening and shift in place. 
where you learn so much about the customers. Um, and they don't really realize the amount of learning and prototyping that needs to take place for the project really to become rule. So startups, well, they confuse funding with actual possible learning about what customers need or want. And also corporations, well, they overestimate how much they think they know about customers and needs. Mm -hmm. So the, another area here is the shift in the place. It tends to need a lot more attention, and there's still a place today in this new world, and they need to explore customer needs. So they need to find the right city, the right neighborhood, and build up this community. It could be physical. It could be online. It could be your staff, your beta testers, and your early adopters. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, just to, to follow up on that question, um, on the companies, because we know when they have a lot of money, they might skip some phases. Do you, do you think this is also blindsight, blind, makes them a little bit blindsided into how they build really entrepreneurial teams? Yeah, it's almost like there's a, there's a personality difference here, right? Mm -hmm. a, a company might have 50 years in business. 100 years in business. And so they think they know everything about the customer, right? Mm -hmm. um, an outsider like Airbnb knows nothing about, uh, you know, hotels, right? Um, but what do they know about? They know about this thing called the smartphone. They know about building an online platform, right? So this is the challenge literally big organizations have. Um, and they need these certain types. They need these these athletes, these outsiders, even these accidentals who will bring in sort of crazy ideas that mm. turn into a Craigslist, right? Yeah. Um, that's not in their DNA, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing they have to do is sort of acknowledge that they need a, a, a different kind of person and a different kind of team. And they need to spend more time at the beginning, more time at this awakening shift in mm -hmm. place. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then what would be like kind of the, the next phase where, where the going gets tough and the tough get going? <laughs> <laughs> that, that phase would be the test. This is where your business model either adapts or dies and where you've got to make the quick and bold choices. A great example from uh, current times is Airbnb. The pandemic practically bankrupt the company mm. uh, with international travel grounded. They had to lay off 25% of their staff, uh, but they traded some major equity for a lot of cash and recently pivoted to long-term rentals as, and travel starting to come back now. Uh, they recently filed to go public, and this is all because they withstood that critical test. Mm -hmm. And if I layer, yeah, if I layer the types again on top of a situation like that, okay, what kind of type would maybe have, I don't want to say the easiest time because none of these times are easy, but um, maybe have a better chance in dealing with a situation like that than another type? Yeah, well, makers, these are the prototypers, athletes, the can-do uh, men and women, they're essential during the test because everything is in flux, it was, as we just saw with the Airbnb example. And they have to figure out what to prototype uh, really quickly and, and change that probably every day or week. And the athletes have to catch all the balls uh, because it's, a, it's like a new game every week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. And um, you know, if uh, so, so we know that you have certain types that are that are maybe have a easier time or predestined to certain phases in the roadmap. So how do I get to know myself? And okay, and not just I'm not talking about Kimberly, but uh, for all our listeners out there who want to try to get to know themselves and their style and and how do you start to evaluate your strengths and weaknesses according to your type with each phase yeah well strengths and weaknesses is really where the question of pairing or teaming comes in so 
Uh, to add key points, you really might want a navigator, a leader, conductor, or guardian to steer the ship. Instead of thinking about what's missing as your weakness, you can see it as an opportunity, as in when you approach the launch, uh, who, which archetype are you going to need to help lead the effort? Mm-hmm. So, so what would you suggest for me, okay? So in this whole evaluation, if I'm reading your book and, and I think I recognize my type, um, is, there, is there a next step in knowing where, where I might be strong and where I might be weak? Well, Not I think, weak or more challenged, let's put it that way. Okay? Exactly. So, so uh, we, we tend to think of it as like, you know, in, in university, you might have a major and a minor, right? And mm-hmm. we tend to think that you're probably going to find um, your major might be, for instance, you might be a, a, a conductor. And then when you come to the minor, you sort of have a decision to make. Um, maybe you can actually build up this capability yourself, or maybe you're better off teaming with someone who really excels at this. And I think there's there's really sort of a humility that we're seeking, which is mm-hmm. that, you know, we know teams work. This, this whole startup revolution is all about teams. So you at the beginning you go, I'm not going to master, you know, these three meta types we've talked about, right? I'm not gonna simultaneously be a pioneer, right? A mm-hmm. navigator. And, and also a performer. So if at the beginning, who do I pair with? And it can be a consulting situation, it can be part-time, or it may be a co-founder. And then as you grow, wow, what kind of company we want to create? And this goes to the next phase, which is, you know, to be innovative, to be entrepreneurial, you have to build culture. You have to have your own culture, but you have to have a culture of your team in your company. Okay. And, and, that, and that's an important point, and that brings me to a question on, on how do these larger organizations build these cultures and bring kind of entrepreneurship into the cultures? Huge question. Great question. I mean, right now what we're seeing is big companies are saying e-remote work, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, but nobody's saying what that is, right? And and we feel one thing you can start thinking about is start with the meta types. You know, start with you're going to have to have a mixture of these three types, and and you're going to start to realize you know what kind of company you are. We had uh, actually dinner with someone from Apple Computer just the other night, and he could say in a word what Apple is. It's quality, right? Mm-hmm. It's about this this love of quality and, and, and people will say that if you walk down the halls, right? And then you contrast that to say Amazon. I think Amazon is more of the maker, the prototyper um, type. So it's an awareness of where you are as a company and where you want to go. Mm-hmm. Great. So for, for companies, you know, individuals, companies and entrepreneurs listening to us today, um, how can this is a fascinating model, and and this is a lot of how can they bring this model in to improve themselves and their organizations and their results? Well, yeah, thank you. We also find it fascinating, and what we would encourage people to do is get and read our book. Uh, it's available in print and digitally, Amazon Kindle and ebook format, as you've said. All of the links for buying are on our website. Uh, And equally importantly, we would love to hear from you, get your feedback. Uh, We'd love to have people review the book. Uh, You can contact us on email or on LinkedIn. And a great direct way to contact us is at hello at theentrepreneursfaces.com. Yeah, and we're we're makers. I mean, Suzanne is a better maker than I am, but I'm not bad. (laughs) And we are actually doing this now. So we're leading digital workshops actually in Europe um, and and about to lead in-depth executive courses. Uh, This is a lot due to uh, Susanna studying at Harvard. And we'd love to work with teams and and companies. Um, This is Europe, Asia also. And we believe that COVID makes this essential. Uh, Mm -hmm. Obviously, we can't wait for government to... uh, to fix everything, we can't wait for our company 
to tell us uh, how we're going to build this culture. So we hope you'll reach out. We hope you'll check out uh, theentrepreneursfaces.com and take the test and tell us who you are. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to take it when we hang up. So, <laughs> so uh, no, great. I mean, this is just fantastic. I, I, I just love this. And um, we're getting towards the end of our show. And um, last parting words for the wise. Jonathan, start with you tonight. Started with Susanna. Last week, uh, one message to our listeners about entrepreneurs, innovation, all this. Yeah, well, I, I'm actually talking with someone now uh, potentially doing a project where a company wants to create a new e-remote hybrid culture. Um, in other words, we all know that there are a lot of things that are, we're going to benefit from this new digital technical way of working. Uh, we also think that part of the old world is going to come back. And, and so I believe in this word um, – Agency. I think you have to take sort of a personal agency and a, a personal commitment toward your work. Um, and when you find out who you are, it, it makes it perhaps a little easier to find your purpose in your motivation. And I personally am thrilled to collaborate with other people who have wonderful talents that are not mine. <laughs> and, <laughs> okay. And, uh, I think that's one of the joys, you know, and it, it helps us with the isolation. It helps yeah. us with these challenges of, of being stuck at home. Yeah. Yeah, I'll just piggyback on, uh, piggyback on that. Um, uh, self-awareness, know thyself. Uh, once you know who you are, you can really show up with your best self and uh, give the most to that collaborative team effort. Yeah. Great parting words, and thank you so much. Um, and this is the second part of our series. So if you're listening today and you missed the first part, please listen to last week's, uh, last week's program. We've been talking with Jonathan Littman and Susanna Camp, and they're the co-authors of The Entrepreneur's Faces, How Makers, Visionaries, and Outsiders Succeed. It's available on Amazon, Kindle, and in ebook. And if you'd like to reach out to them, please reach out to them under www www.theentrepreneursfaces.com and that's where you can take the test. You can also reach out to them under smartup.life and both Susanna and Jonathan are also on LinkedIn. And you've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business stage, uh, channel. And I'm Kimberly Lewis. And this broadcast is also brought to you by Cinda, one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing organizations. So please visit Cinda at www.cinda.org. And once again, thank you so much for joining us again this week. And uh, listeners, please listen to both this week and last week. And don't forget to turn us on live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. And with that, tune in again next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.